neither gorge nor reject it. Soon after I had thus gained a complete victory over my two powerful adversaries, my companion arrived in search of me. For finding I did not follow him into the wood, he returned, apprehending I had lost my way or met with some accident. After mutual congratulations, we measured the crocodile, which was just forty feet in length. Crossing the Thames without the aid of bridge, boat, or balloon. My first visit to England was about the beginning of George the Third's reign. I had occasion to go down to Wapping to see some goods shipped, which I was sending to some friends at Hamburg. After that business was over, I took the Tower Wharf in my way back. Here I found the sun very powerful, and I was so much fatigued that I stepped into one of the cannon to compose me. Where I fell fast asleep. This was about noon. It was the fourth of June, the king's birthday. Exactly at one o'clock, these cannon were all discharged. In memory of the day, they had all been charged that morning. And having no suspicion of my situation, I was shot over the houses on the opposite side of the river into a farmer's yard between Bermondsey and Deptford, where I fell upon a large haystack without waking. And continued there in a sound sleep till hay became so extravagantly dear, which was about three months after, that the farmer found it to his interest to send the whole stock to market. The stack I was reposing on was the largest in the yard, containing about five hundred load. They began to cut that first. I waked with the voices of the people who had ascended the ladders to begin at the top, and got up, totally ignorant of my situation. In attempting to run away, I fell upon the farmer to whom the hay belonged and broke his neck. Yet received no injury myself. I afterwards found, to my great consolation, that this fellow was a most detestable character, always keeping the produce of his grounds for extravagant markets. Two strange adventures in Russia. I set off from Rome on a journey to Russia in the midst of winter, from a just notion that frost and snow must, of course, mend the roads, which every traveller had described as uncommonly bad through the northern parts of Germany, Poland, Cowland, and Livonia. I went on horseback as the most convenient manner of travelling. I was but lightly clothed, and of this I felt the inconvenience the more I advanced northeast. What must not a poor old man have suffered in that severe weather and climate, whom I saw on a bleak common in Poland, lying on the road, helpless, shivering, and hardly having wherewithal to cover his nakedness? I pitied the poor soul, though I felt the severity of the air myself. I threw my mantle over him, and immediately I heard a voice from the heavens blessing me for that piece of charity, saying, "You will be rewarded, my son, in time." I went on. Night and darkness overtook me. No village was to be seen. The country was covered with snow, and I was unacquainted with the road. Tired, I alighted and fastened my horse to something like a pointed stump of a tree, which appeared above the snow. For the sake of safety, I placed my pistols under my arm and lay down on the snow, where I slept so soundly that I did not open my eyes till full daylight. It is not easy to conceive my astonishment to find myself in the midst of a village, lying in a churchyard. Nor was my horse to be seen, but I heard him soon after neigh somewhere above me. On looking upwards, 
I beheld him hanging by his bridle to the weathercock of the steeple. Matters were now very plain to me. The village had been covered with snow overnight. A sudden change of weather had taken place. I had sunk down to the churchyard whilst asleep, gently, and in the same proportion as the snow had melted away, and what in the dark I had taken to be a stump of a tree, appearing above the snow, to which I had tied my horse, proved to have been the cross or weathercock of the steeple. Without long consideration, I took one of my pistols, shot the bridle in two, brought down the horse, and proceeded on my journey. He carried me well. Advancing into the interior parts of Russia, I found travelling on horseback rather unfashionable in winter, so I submitted, as I always do, to the custom of the country, took a single horse-sledge, and drove towards St. Petersburg. I do not exactly recollect whether it was Eastland or Jugendmanland, but I remember that in...